Before we get going, please do not forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. This helps us get the show out to as many people as possible. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Couch Guy Sports. Thanks, guys, for listening, and enjoy the show. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 137. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally, producer Patty P. We got the whole group back together this week. Last week there was no, there was nobody who who just had to drop out of the show, had to back out of the show. We had some scheduling issues. Things happen. Life happens. Sometimes you got to go to bar trivia on a Wednesday night. It was your fault, not mine. Okay. No, no. Listen, there was money on the line. I was told that I had to. I was told. Actually, listen to this. So we recorded on Thursday. Show still got out at the regular time, which was nice, and nobody even noticed. We had Alan on the show. So Wednesday night, I went to uh, a bar in Weymouth and did trivia. And I was told there was this like big, there was like a cash prize, whatever. Second place got cash. So I joined a team and they wanted me to go. They wanted me to do sports, which I didn't even know one of the answers. So I was useless. Actually, no, I got one of the biggest questions that I, th- I I'm still taking credit for actually getting a second place, but we ended up getting second place. And I was told it was a, it the guy hosting it was like, oh, it's a ten dollar gift card. Uh, the place is called the Cottage in Weymouth. He was like, oh, everybody, you get a ten dollar gift card for second place. I was like, great, sounds good. That'd be awesome. Couple beers. It's a ten dollar gift card for the entire team. What that does nothing. What does that do? <laughs> what does that do? It was it was a it was like what a dollar thirty three per person. What does that or do? Something like that. Absolutely nothing. What was the question that you thought you were gonna get wrong? No, I got there was there was a question and I knew it. It was on the tip of my tongue. I just couldn't I could not label I couldn't get the name. It was who scored eight uh touchdowns in 18 consecutive games between the I think 2004 and 2005 season. 2004 and 2005. Like a player? 18 it, consecutive running back, running touchdowns or running like or whatever. Patriots or any or just in the no, NFL. Any 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 team in the NFL. Oh. I have no idea. LaDainian Tomlinson. Really? I had no... He didn't... In my head, when I was trying to figure that answer, he didn't even exist. That guy didn't even exist. Nope. And when he was like LaDainian Tomlinson, I was like 2004? But that makes sense. Does make sense. 100%. People people forget how fucking good LaDainian Tomlinson was. Yeah, it's a shame they didn't go to the Super Bowl. Somebody named Tom Brady just got in the way. Well, actually, somebody named Philip Rivers got in the way, too. <laughs> From Lanayla Tomlinson going to the Super Bowl because they had some damn good teams back then and they didn't got go anywhere. Have you seen that video going around of Philip Rivers? I've, I don't know who it was on the Jaguars, but I'm sure the Jaguars helped him up. And then he just starts being a dick. And he's like, 90-yard touchdown! 90-yard touchdown! Have you seen that video? No, but he's a D-bag. Philip Rivers is a douche. He was just being, he was just being an asshole. He's and never going to win guy, a Super Bowl. He's, is he retiring yet? Can he retire? I think he's done. He should stop playing. Dude, it's it's crazy that he hasn't retired yet. I, well, I think what I, happened was last year he, they were good. Like they they came they into really New England. Last year. They were good last year. They ran in the Patriots again, and they were good. And this year they weren't. And I think he wants to go out having a chance to win. I don't think he wants to go out after a bad season if they can help it. Yeah. So so this right here, this is the video. Touchdown! Hey, Sam T, you see I ain't talking about, right? 
Yeah, but don't do that by my ear. Don't do it by my ear. No, I'll do it by your ear. I will do it by my ear. No, no, no. Hey, one, one seven. I holler at you after the game. Seventeen, just keep talking. He's a he's a fucking lunatic. He's a, like you he's have a to, lunatic. Ninety yard touchdown. I'm just excited. I'm just screaming ninety yard touchdown. Like what? And, like, and I know, I know you. I there's a video version of this. You guys can look it up on YouTube right now. And the the people who listen to the podcast, if you haven't seen it yet, go look on Twitter. It is so stupid. And this guy, the the visual aid. You need the visual aid for that video because this guy goes over there and helps Philip Rivers up. Straight up, he Philip he hits Philip Rivers, knocks him to the ground, sticks out his hand, helps him up. Then Philip Rivers just starts being a jackass. Yeah, not not like a love tap on the helmet, like a thanks, bro, <laughs> like a ninety yard touchdown. Does that mean then, thank you now? Is that what that means? Like, yeah, are we, uh, the, what are we doing? The referee straight up goes to Philip Rivers, get the fuck out of here. And then when they're walking down the field, the the defender goes to Phil Rivers. He was like, "Don't be yelling that in my ear" or something like that. And Phil Rivers is like, "I will yell that in your ear." I will be all that in your ear. Do whatever I want, fool. <laughs> he's he's Philip Rivers. People Can't don't talk about people do not talk about how much of a psychopath that guy is. Well, because dude, he lives in San Diego and drives to LA every day. That is like, crazy. It's that's like a two that alone screams. Is that a two psychopath. hour or four hour drive? Oh, it's got I think it's like four. Yeah, I think it is too. I think imagine I mean San Diego's great. Like I would much rather live in San Diego than I would live in LA. But driving four hours a day for a commute, I hate driving 15 minutes. I'm praying for a snow day tomorrow. Probably not going to get it. to Los Angeles is three hours. Three? Imagine commuting. One way. Hours one way. way. One imagine commuting in LA traffic. Imagine yeah. commuting three hours one way. There's nope. no way. There is no chance he still lives in San Diego. He can't. No, he claims he does. Claims he hasn't moved yet. I'd kill myself. I'd straight up, I'd just kill myself. Like I said, I hate traffic and friggin' brain tree. All right. Weekly dump. Pew, 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 friggin' pew, Alan last week. Pew, was not Alan's about a bitch. Pew, pew. The first time. And yeah, and you know what, too? Alan watches the show every week. So, Alan, what the fuck was that? This guy. Your bitch, bro. He was. The first time he came on the show, he was. I thought. I the, the only reason I threw it to him, I probably wouldn't have if he didn't do this the first time. The first time he did this show, when he filled in for you. He just he jumped right into that when I said weekly dump went right into it. So I said it in said it again last week. Gave him the pause, and he didn't do it. And he like didn't want to do it. Like what happened? Pew 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 pew. Al, you're a bitch. Pew. Weekly dump. First things first. News broke. We're gonna get into this for I would honestly we're probably gonna end up talking about this this for a majority of the show. News broke on Monday that the Patriots were caught filming the sideline of the Cincinnati Bengals from the press box. Bill Belichick and the Patriots deny knowing anything about the situation, and they claim that an independent contractor filming their Do Your Job web series was there filming an advanced scout and unknowingly broke the rules when filming the sideline. There reportedly is eight minutes worth of footage there on the tape, and the NFL is investigating it. There's some progress. People forget Spygate really did not last too long, you know, because Deflategate took years. Deflategate was a very long time. Spygate, I think, was only, what, four or five days? It yeah. took them to it wasn't much. investigate. So we're going to get news on this soon if there is anything. Again, we're going to talk about it more. 
Rex Ryan goes after the Patriots on Monday's get up on ESPN when he's talking about the referee's egregious penalties that benefited the Chiefs. He said, uh, tells the Patriots to cry me a river. All right, Rex Ryan. Uh, Russia has been handed a four-year ban from all major sporting events by the World Anti-Doping Agency. Classic Russia. Classic Russia. They for more things. It's fine. They They can participate individually, like independently. In the Olympics? Like, as I guess, not playing for Russia. Just as people? Just as people. I participate hey. as human being. <laughs> hey, I'm in the Olympics <laughs> as, as Vladimir. Yeah, I Vladimir. participate as Team <laughs> Vladimir. Team Putin. <laughs> it's good. Honestly, like, if if somebody gave me, out all countries in the world, and was like, there is a there is a country who is banned for steroids. Guess the country. It's Russia. Russia would be first. It's Russia, Russia and then, like, North Korea. Russia, well, North Korea. No, I mean, I don't know if they're doing steroids as much. <laughs> or nuking Russia so they yeah. don't participate. One or the or other. If they're, just, if they're just bringing nuclear bombs. Like, nuclear bombs, I feel like. Like, people make jokes about, like, oh, when you when you become an American citizen, you're handed a gun. With North Korea, I feel like as soon as you're born, you're given plans on how to build <laughs> I'm surprised, like, when you're watching the Olympics and the North Korea flag usher comes out, it's not just, like, the flag isn't a nuclear mushroom cloud. Like, I'm surprised that's not their national flag. Like, as a We're going to... Episode 138 might not be happening because we're going to get kidnapped <laughs> by the North Koreans. <laughs> Steven Strasburg headed back to Washington, D.C., which I love after the Nats. Well, I kind of love it. For a shit ton of money. After the Nats handed him a seven-year, $245 million contract, which officially beats David Price's seven-year, $217 million contract that he got from the Patriots. This is worth 35 AAV. Uh, and that means that the Yankees now all they can do is pray that they get Garrett Cole. Uh, and they're going to have to do whatever it takes. Because if the Yankees don't, mark my words right here, if the Yankees don't get Garrett Cole, that is going to destroy their fan base. That is yep. going to upset so many members. They've basically been promised Garrett Cole since since last season. And you look at the number yeah. they offered him, it was what, the 275 number? They, no, so, so that's. Or 245? And with Garrett Cole, after Strasburg's deal, which was the exact number it was reported that the Yankees were offering him, he will now be expected to exceed the $300 million mark. Oh, I saw 330 out there, too. 100. Oh, puke. I mean, what would you... I, I don't even know what I would do with two hundred. See, that's you know how those conversations you have with your buddy at the bar, like, hey, what would you do with fuck you money? I'd have a house literally in, like, every city I'd love. Like, I'd be dead. You'd be dead? What do you mean you'd be dead? I'd do something dumb enough to kill myself. Probably get okay. addicted to drugs. Can I, if you win that kind of money, can you just change your will and put me in it just in case? I barely I barely even like weed. But if <laughs> I got $3 million, I feel like I'd a little bit of everything. You I might be like flying to North Korea. Drugs. You might be going to North Korea. Why not? The new North Korean dictator. Yeah, that's what you're gonna go buy out North Korea. That's what you'll do. I know North Korea is kind of fucked up. But they were like, but "Hey, the, you want to be a dictator?" I'd be like, "You know, let me let me mull it over. Let me let me mull it over for hours. Can I can I have twenty? Can I sleep on it? Yes, let me <laughs> let me sleep on it tonight." <laughs> Eli talk to my family. The, it's a big decision. <laughs> Eli Manning got the opportunity to play again on Monday night while Daniel Jones was hurt and he dropped below the 500 mark, which is hysterical. He went into last night's game. He hasn't played for the, for a majority of the season after he sucked. They brought in Daniel Jones. Went into last night's game with Daniel Jones hurt with a 116-116 record overall through his career. 
after losing last night, and they were up at one point seventeen to three. He drops to one sixteen and one seventeen overall. He looked okay. I mean, for what Eli is now. Yeah, fine. I mean, I guess. I mean, Eli's he needs to retire. I think he's done. Like, yeah, he should stop playing. Yeah, you're right. For what he is at this point, like he looks, I guess, fine. Um, Gordon Hayward made his return for the Celtics after just four weeks. Hayward fractured his hand. It was originally assumed that he would be back around Christmas time. He returned on Monday night and looked damn good. This Celtics team is so much fun to watch. The East is just nuts. It's like six teams that are all legit contenders and they're all just legit at home. Remember like, remember five, maybe, maybe even three, four years ago, it was just the Celtics and the Cavs. Everybody else was kind of a joke. Yeah, the East is catching up to the West. Now, granted, the West is still deeper, but not by much. I, it might not even really be deeper anymore. If you if you look at the NBA standings overall, it's, it used to always be like the top five teams were the Western Conference teams, except for like the team LeBron James was on in the East. Yeah, and, and now it's like intertwined. Like it's East crazy. West. It's crazy to look at like the Warriors. The Warriors, I think they did they at like one five, point last they had, like, week. Five wins. They were yeah the worst record in the NBA. Not anymore, but yeah, they were there. I mean, they have no who's playing for, right? Seth Curry's not playing. Clay Thompson's not playing. They, it, Draymond Green's their star. Like, that's that's not going to win any games. Which is sad. It's not winning any games. Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend claims that she was harassed along with Mahomes' little brother at the Patriots-Chiefs uh, game on Sunday. Dave Pornoy from Barstool wrote an article, a blog, on the website, and he titled it as Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend and his brother, the two dumbest humans on earth. And... This story irked me originally in the first place, just by the way she was acting, because you could tell that it was just fabricated. So this from the L.A. Times, Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend says that she and the Kansas City quarterback's younger brother were moved to a, quote, safe place by Gillette Stadium security during the Chiefs game against the New England Patriots on Sunday in Foxborough. Brittany Matthews was all over social media as she and Jackson Mahomes watched the Chiefs defeat the Patriots 23-16 to clinch the AFC West title. In addition to commentary about the action on the field, Matthews also provided details about how the two of them were being treated by some New England fans. And according to Matthews, they weren't treated well. Quote, as soon as we sit down, drunk dude, hey everyone, this is Patrick Mahomes' girl and brother. Let's give them dot dot dot. First of all, there's no fucking way. There's no way a Patriots fan was like, hey, everyone, this is Patrick Mahomes' girl and his brother. That that happens in TV shows. Yeah, that it didn't happen. There's no, that is, there's no way. And there's, you know how you prove this happened? You talk to the Gillette Stadium security guard who moved them to a safe place. Yep. Find That's the security all. guard. That's it. She's you know, been, yeah, I, move, I didn't move. I never moved them. What are you talking about? Okay, great. She's been she has been so obnoxious. She's awful. so obnoxious. She's awful, and I like Patty Mahomes too. So I do too. That's the she's awful. That's that's the crappy thing. Like she does not understand. I tweeted this on Sunday night. She does not understand what she's. She is just once the Patriots. The Patriots and Chiefs are probably going to play together. Play each other in the divisional round. Ugh, I hate that. If the Patriots play the Chiefs and beat them. She's literally going to have to shut off her phone. Her Twitter. Oh, it's going to blow up. It's going to be her, so bad. Her it's going to be bad anyway, but it's going to be worse if they lose. Her Twitter is literally going to catch her phone on fire. So many people are going to be tweeting at her. And like she in, and she was talking about how Patriots fans, I, I wish I had this tweet up. I forgot to pull it up. Uh, pay, apparently, Patriots fans were chirping like, oh, six rings, six rings. And she was like, wait till Patrick Mahomes plays till that age. Look, 
I don't think Patrick Mahomes, especially if he's got Andy Reid as his head coach, is going to be winning six Super Bowl ranks. Nope, and he ain't going to play till 45 either. No, he's not. The way he plays, his kneecap. He's going to make like 35. Yeah. And I love Patrick Mahomes, which is the crappy thing. Yeah, I do like him as a player. If he wasn't on the Chiefs, it'd be a little better. Yeah. And there's also a video of her, too, at the game. And somebody, Kevin Rooney tweeted this. Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend, Brittany Matthews, claims she was harassed by fans at Gillette Stadium. I wonder why. And it's a video of her just being obnoxious at the game. She's obnoxious. Like, there's no, if you know, if you watch her, if you know her, like, you can see. She's, if you follow it, like, you go back even just in her social media. She's, she's, no bueno. Um, Patty Mahomes, if you're listening, big boy, get new arm candy, man. My new, can, my new, fa- she, she's his high school sweetheart. My new favorite rivalry. Oh, sorry. My new favorite rivalry right now is is Brittany Matthews versus Brianna Peer, Patriots fangirl. She's on uh, the the Patriots roundtable for CLNS. Uh, a couple times she's going to be later on in the month too. She hates her. Brianna hates. Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend. <laughs> she has just been <laughs> chirping the fuck out of her. And it is hysterical. It's a rivalry that if if Brittany Matthews ends up clapping back, it's gonna get up. It's, Brittany's, yeah, it's going up there. I think it'll be pretty good. All right, that was the weekly dump. Pew. Now let's get into the big news. Now you're a bitch. Pew. After we talk about our friends over at Seated. Guys, Seated is a fast-growing mobile app that allows restaurant goers to earn rewards and gift cards simply for making reservations through the app. Seated is currently available in the following cities, New York City, Boston, Chicago, Philly, and Atlanta. And it's coming soon to San Fran, L.A., Washington, D.C., Houston, Miami, Austin, Texas, Denver, Providence, Rhode Island, which is huge, guys, huge, and Seattle, which means more and more opportunities for earning referrals. Click the link in the description below sign up and book your table in some of the hottest restaurants in boston helping not only us but you guys also will be getting rewarded just for reserving the table guys just to keep it simple for you this is an app that helps you reserve tables at your favorite restaurants in boston we know it's so hard to get tables at your favorite restaurants in the city on friday nights and saturday nights by using this app you guys secure your table for whatever time you want it's a phenomenal app and you get rewarded for it and guys, by doing this, you guys also help us out too. The description, the link is in the description below on our YouTube page, iTunes. We are now on Spotify too. Everywhere you can get this podcast, the description should be right there. Also on the website as well. If you guys ever need to find it, if you're having trouble finding it, you guys can tweet at one of us too. We've got the link. Sign up through there. And from there, you got 30 days to help us out. If you sign up and if you use a reservation, if you reserve a table in 30 days after that, you help us out, and you guys get rewarded for it, too. Again, Seated, the fastest-growing mobile app that allows restaurant goers to earn rewards and gift cards simply for making reservations through the app. Want some Tom Brady breaking news? Oh, no. Oh, stop. I don't. I, I have no idea what you're about to say, but I just wanted to puke. What? It's not that big of a deal. I just wanted to see what your reaction is. No! Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel like shoulder surgery done. He, uh, there he's, he's, of time. he is giving away the, his seat on Best Buddies, Why? the charity. He is passing the torch to Julian Edelman and Jason Tatum. Oh, yeah, I like that. Oh, he's I like going that. to still be involved, but he's no longer going to be like a chairman, like a co-chairman. He's he's passing he the torch. Face. Yeah, he's still going to be there, 
But also, conspiracy theorists might think, well, he's passing it off because he's leaving. Oh. Ooh. Another another wrinkle in the whole real estate thing, you know? Just... Ooh. That's not bad. It's not a bad, not a bad rumor. Just saying. All right, so the big news of the week. Patriots caught filming the Bengals sideline, which is crazy. And especially, it's especially crazy because if you know the history of the Patriots of Spygate, you would think, why would the Patriots ever do this again? And not only that, why would the Patriots do it to a 1-12 Cincinnati Bengals team? The worst team in the NFL. You don't need to cheat to beat fake football teams. So this is from... This is from CNN. This is the story of what happened yesterday when it broke, Monday. The New England Patriots are once again embroiled in controversy. This time, they've been accused of recording the Cincinnati Bengals sideline during the team's game against the Cleveland Browns Sunday. ESPN was first to report the story. The Bengals are due to play the Patriots Sunday. Quote, we are aware of the incident. We are aware it is being investigated by the NFL. The Bengals said in a statement to the CNN Sports, quote, we will have no further comment. The Patriots organization released a statement saying its video team was shooting a behind-the-scenes feature on the Patriots scouting staffer at First Energy Stadium for a series called Do Your Job. The team said, which I didn't even know was online, by the way. I guess they're doing a whole series. The team said it acknowledges that the production crew, quote, unknowingly violated a league policy by filming the field and sideline from the press box. Quote, the sole purpose of the filming was to provide an illustration of an advanced scout at work on the road. The statement reads, There was no intention of using the footage for any other purpose. The team added that the production crew was, quote, independent from our football operation. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor was asked by a reporter about the rumors around the incident, which really set this whole thing off because nobody knew anything about this. And then all of a sudden, some reporter asked Zach Taylor at a press conference. He was like, yeah, we're looking into into this. And everybody was like, wait, hold on. What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) One more time. He said he was aware of the incident but didn't offer further comment. The Patriots admit their vid- there was a video crew at the game. And I'll read, I'll get to Bill Belichick's statement later. The team said while they were granted credentials from the Cleveland Browns because this happened at the Cleveland Browns Stadium to be at the game, quote, our failure to inform the Bengals and the league was an unintended oversight. The crew turned over all footage to the NFL and cooperated fully when questioned, the team said. Quote, we accept full responsibility for the action of our production crew at the Browns-Bengals game. The Patriots said the NFL has not responded to CNN Sports' request for comment. You guys can find the entire statement over at the Patriots' Twitter. Okay, so that was the general breakdown of this. Um, interesting. So for those of you who don't know, even though if you're listening to this fucking podcast, I hope you do know. The Patriots were nabbed with Spygate in 2000. Well, so 2007, I believe, is when the actual punishment came down. The Patriots were caught on Sunday filming the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Bengals sideline, which for eight minutes, not a good loss. Straight for eight minutes. For eight minutes. So what the Patriots claim is that this was an independent contractor. They're filming advanced uh, scout for the Do Your Job series, like I said. There were eight minutes worth of film being reviewed now by the league. And the the report is that he's working for Robert Kraft's production team to help make this series, which you guys remember from Spygate in 2007 and years prior when these guys were caught. Do you know what he said, Jared? We are part of Kraft Sports Production and have nothing to do with 
the football day to day. The exact, exact excuse. Also, had no idea. I, I mean, I knew it was the excuse, but like, what did Craft Sports Productions really do back then? Oh, exactly. Like, <laughs> what the, that was literally the arm of the company that was created because they were cheating. Like, I might actually, I'm actually convinced that Craft Sports Productions is now a thing because they used that as an excuse for the first buy gate <laughs> yeah. and they like had to roll with say. it. But like, no, you know what? Let's just, let's just go with it. It sounds good. All part of an elaborate plan. They've got the craft sports production now. So if they get caught, they'd be like, yeah, we're filming this series. What of it, bitch? Do your job, bitch. We have seven rings. So this is what Bill Belichick said on OMF on WEEI. He said, and this was like probably a half hour, maybe an hour after this news broke when he was on uh, OMF. He said, quote, I heard about this. And evidently, this is our production people on the TV show that we were uh, that we that were there. And we have absolutely nothing to do with anything that they produce or direct or shoot. I have never even seen any of their tapes or anything else. This is something that we 100% have zero involvement with. So what's your gut tell you? Do the Patriots... Do the Patriots... Do they act... Does Bill Belichick know about this? Essentially, is this another spy gate? Were they spying to gain an advantage? Or do you believe that this was just a 100% independent contractor unknowingly recording the sideline. I strongly believe that Belichick had no idea. I think that... What about Ernie? I, Ernie's <laughs> knee-deep in this. Are you kidding me? Ernie, what about, Ernie, what about what does Ernie? Ernie do? What does Ernie do, really? Um, cheat. That's what Ernie does. So, look. Bill Belichick had absolutely nothing to do with this. I don't think majority of the team knew about this. I, I genuinely believe, genuinely believe that he probably is filming something for Craft Sports Productions. I, I believe that. So he claims it's B-roll. Yeah, which I, is and I also would... uh, people who don't know B-roll, it's just the the extra film that's shown, um, like like I don't know, like layover film, I guess you can yeah, call it. Exactly. Um, it, it's basically like if you're watching the news, it's like the thing that people talk over when they like yeah. show scenes of stuff, right? Like that's what B-roll is. So, so but that's you don't what need. You claim. And someone, I, someone used the excuse, I think it was just a random caller today on the sports hub for Felger Mass was like, yeah, so I'm a videographer. And, you know, B-roll, it takes forever. Like, you, you have to, you could tape something for eight minutes to get the perfect shot. And I'm like, dude, you can't film the damn sideline. That's cheating. This is what and that's is. another thing. There were rumors going around today on Twitter that, oh, the pay, you can film whatever you want. You can film the sideline. It doesn't matter. It's a rule. It's a, it might be a stupid rule at this point. It really might. There's still some teams, I'm sure, who use hand signals, but you've got the radio now, you've got the microphones and the headsets, you've got the mic around your whatever and the helmets. You don't really need this anymore. It might be a stupid rule, but regardless, it's a rule. It is a rule. So the do Patriots, you, the problem you, here with the Patriots, what? No, good. The problem here with the Patriots is people aren't going to believe a word they say because they've been caught now a couple yeah. of times. Deflategate, Deflategate, I am much more weary on than a lot of people are. I know a lot of people just kind of conceded with the notion that the Patriots did deflate the footballs, which, I again, I don't really think is a big deal, but I did kind of concede Of course the they did it. Even though there was only two balls that were actually under-deflated in that game, but regardless, regardless, they do not have any leg to stand on with something like this because they've been caught in Deflategate. They were caught with Deflategate. I mean, Spygate. And what happens now when you're caught filming the sideline? And I know this is an independent contractor, but he's your guy. 
So in the end, you're responsible for that guy at the game. You're responsible yeah. to tell him, don't film the sideline. Do you guys know what happened in 2006? You 22-year-old cameraman? And that's the other thing, too. This is why I believe the Patriots. And you, I mean, Jared, you know me. I'm not here who's, I'm, I'm not here to just suck the Patriots' dick. Eh, you are sometimes. No, I'm going to go, no, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I truly believe here. I don't think that, I'm on the Patriots' side. I don't think that they intentionally did this. I don't think this was part of an elaborate scheme to film a 1 in 12 Cincinnati Bengals team. Because do you know what the, the cameraman was wearing? Bruins gear. Bruins gear. Credentialed by the, the media. The Browns gave him a media pass with yeah, a camera. Do you think the Patriots sent a guy down there to deliberately cheat? And this guy was so stupid. He was like, you know what? I'm going to take film. I'm going to get film for Ernie Adams and Bill Belichick to cheat. But I'm also going to do it in Boston sports gear. Well, I, I also think There's I believe. There's no way. There's it's no also just, way. You also have to think about the fact that, like, if Belichick is caught cheating again, what's the punishment? It's he's gone it's for got, a year. It's a suspension year. It's it's he's all Sean this Payton. stuff. Gone for a year. It's Sean Payton. So, is Bill Belichick really going to risk a year suspension to a guy in a Bruins gear, credentialed by the Browns, actually credentialed, not even on the sideline, right? Just credentialed in the press box to go play the one win Cincinnati Bengals the week after? Like, well, that, what, that's in the what thing. world just, is this all make sense? What, does that make sense to anybody? No, it's so stupid that people think. He's going to risk all of that for the Bengals. I just have a tough time believing they're this stupid. They're not. That's, they're not. We know they've, yeah, we know they've been caught before doing things. Again, Deflategate, Spygate 1.0. We know they've been caught before doing things, and I don't think Belichick would be this dumb. Now, maybe, maybe it was Ernie. I don't know. Maybe it was Ernie. Maybe it was people in the Patriots organization, but... I just don't believe that they were this stupid to do this again to a one in twelve Bengals team. And it's not if they were going like, to do this to anybody, they would have done it to somebody else. But you could use the excuse that they're reeling now, and they're worried that they're going to lose to the Bengals, so they took some extra measures. You could make that argument, and that's what people are going to potentially do. But oh, people are already climbing already, out of this. The thing is, the Patriots weren't even there; they were they were at home. Um, you look at what happened. The Browns credentialed him. They knew he was there. He said, hey, I'm literally here to film video. I'm here. I have a camera. Like, I'm, I'm with the Patriots. So, like, they knew he was there. The, team, the Browns knew he was there. Obviously, they're not going to, like, go tell the Bengals. So the Bengals were suspicious. But, look, I, I really do believe this time around the Patriots didn't really do anything. I mean, they cheated because they can't film the sidelines. So, by mistake, right, if he sat there and left the camera on, well, at this point, they didn't cheat yet. They broke the rules. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, yeah. They broke the rules. They didn't cheat, cheat, until we figure out if they actually used it, which they probably did. At this point, if they have the video, Ernie's probably all labbed it up and ready to go. He's excited. He's all he's all lubed up and ready to go. Yeah, Ernie, Adams is, Ernie Adams is in his, his locker, door closed, ready to go. Let's take down, out. Take down those 1 in 12 bangles. Another he's reason. In the closet. We're on Cincinnati. 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 <laughs> and the field White, pink stripes. Pink stripes. We're on Cincinnati. We're on Cincinnati. We're on the Cincinnati. Now, another reason why I believe the Patriots is because there are already reports out there that if there is a punishment, it's not going to be that severe. Per Ian Rappaport and per somebody else, I forgot his name. But per Ian Rappaport, the punishment unlikely to be severe. Mm -hmm. So what that tells me is that the league's already looked at these tapes. The leagues have already seen what's on it. Maybe it looks like B-roll. I know they're looking to see if it's anything that's not seen on like TV and things like that. 
because that report's already out there from Ian Rappaport, who's a very reliable source, that tells me, again, that they've looked at the tapes, they've determined it's nothing, it's not intentional cheating. The thing is, when it says an unlikely to be severe, that means there might be something coming down the line because they broke the rules, regardless of what you think, they broke the rules. They're going to have to get punished in some way. But well, yeah, they broke the rules. That, but that, they, that's a game. Yeah. But if this was a true Spygate 2.0, well, then they would get slammed. They would lose oh. a first-round pick. They'd get fined probably $2 million this time. $2 Belichick million. gone for a year. Josh McDaniels is your coach next year. Like, all this stuff. And just look at the two, because people are calling in. The, the, like, we're, we're linking the two so much, obviously, because they're so similar. And people are calling this Spygate 2.0. The first time around, this guy who was caught was wearing, he was in disguise. <laughs> like, he was wearing a photographer's outfit. Like, one of those flaps is still, like, photographer, like, like one whatever, like, 100-something. So he was, like, sitting there pretending to be a photographer. This guy was like, yeah, I'm here to film. Wearing Bruins gear. Sitting there, just just filming the sideline. And I don't think, and again, just the stupidity, the stupidity of this whole thing. You think that if this guy's trying to cheat for the Patriots, he's sitting there in the press box with the camera? He should have at least done like the Bobby Valentine, like he should have at least done like the Bobby Valentine fake mustache, sunglasses, and put a hat on or something. Like try to at least attempt to not if you're gonna cheat. Like that's again, this is the biggest point of why. Yes, they broke the rules. The guy filmed the sideline, whether it was on purpose or not. Like, do I possibly believe a little bit of Ernie Adams said, or like someone in general, like when Kraft Sports Productions, poor Ernie Adams said people under the bus. When when the craft sports productions people send guys out to film B roll to do all this stuff because they put legit stuff together for YouTube, right? So yeah, does part of me say, you know what? I think potentially Ernie Adams goes, hey, if you have a chance to get some extra stuff, just by all means. But like <laughs> yeah, but I, Ernie Adams, I don't think he's talking to the production crew. No, but like, do you think he he sent that to the top and it got slid down to the production crew? Probably. This all I goes down to whole thing, you know Cheeto Cheeto fingers and you know pumping balls back in the day. Like that that you know it goes down to those equipment guys too, right? So it, there's a just, bunch of stuff going over situation. here. Yeah, you no. know that's it. I just feel like I I can't imagine the team is, A, trying to get away with this again. 2015, uh, everybody's sharing that that video of Bill Belichick talking about how he doesn't want to come anywhere close to breaking the rules again. I don't think he'd be sending somebody out there to spy on the other team. And I don't think if he did it that way, I don't think the guy would be wearing Bruins gear. I don't think he would hire the dumbest man in the world who's there to film sideline tape, sit in the press box wearing Boston Bruins gear with the camera finder facing everybody behind him. I don't think he would do that. No, not not happening. Look, I get why it's big news because at this point, look, if, if, Belichick, if the Patriots even sniff cheating and now the cameras are involved, it's literally replicating Spygate. Craft Sports Productions, all that stuff. But like, look at the alignment. Like, At least last time, they literally did it on purpose, they they had a guy in disguise, right? Cameraman 183 or whatever it was. Now, I'd have been this, 138, so you're this, dyslexia guys there. This dude's plain and open there. It's I don't dyslexia. <laughs> plain and open. I mean, I'm in Bruins gear. I mean, granted, brilliant. Hey, I, I'm in. I'm just in Bruins gear. I'm from Craft Sports Productions. Don't mind me. I'm just taping everything in sight. Don't mind me. You guys are terrible anyway, so don't even worry about it. We're not here to be. We're not here to cheat against you guys. It's you guys like suck. insulting. It is insulting they even they even suggested this to the for the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals like, like oh, I think the, the Patriots I know the are trying to cheat bad. to beat us. We don't need to cheat to beat you. Since yeah, I, you know, I, like I know the offense has been bad. 
the offense hasn't been Bengals bad. It no, just hasn't been. It, it hasn't been that bad. They're still what ten and three. They're probably still going to go thirteen and three. They're going to win the next three weeks. They're going to be the two seed. They're going to do all this stuff. Uh, they don't need to cheat to do it. Okay. Do I have anything else from that that I want to talk about? Wow, I actually got through everything that I wanted to talk about without looking at my notes. That's a first. Oh, my God. I posted one of my Red Sox columns today from CLNS in the Remy Report on Facebook. Worst mistake of my life. I've just got a ton of people commenting on it now, and now my phone is just showing me every (laughs) single comment showing up. Worst mistake of my life. You know what's not the worst mistake of my life? Camera people. Manscaped 2. Point, Manscaped the lawnmower 2.0. Can you guys hear that? <clears throat> lawnmower 2.0 sound, from Manscaped. Baby. Guys, Manscaped is a phenomenal, phenomenal product. Phenomenal product. I didn't know if I actually wanted to get Manscaped. Okay. But they sent me some stuff and blown away. I was telling these guys before the show came on. Blown away by how well this stuff works. Support for Couch Guy comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools, Jared, for your family jewels, baby. Mm. We've all had those issues. We've all, we've all nicked areas that you do not want to get nicked. I remember when I was younger, I thought you were supposed to use tiny little scissors. That was a big-time mistake, especially when I got too close. That hurt really bad. Not anymore. No problems anymore. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Jared can attest to that, baby. We talk about shaving our balls before the show. Manscaping Team chemistry, are- baby. Team chemistry. <laughs> Manscaping accidents, they are finally a thing of the past. And Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's disgusting, you filthy, disgusting animals. Manscaped also has the crop preserver and anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, guys. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off. This is where you listen. This is where you listen for your ears. Turn up the volume a little bit. This is the part where you listen. Get 20% off. 20% off in free shipping with the code COUCHGUY. I believe it's all lowercase, all one word. C-O-U-C-H-G-U-Y. Couch guy, all one word, at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job, guys. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off. Again, here's the call to action. Get 20% off and free shipping. 20% off and free shipping with the code couchguy, all lowercase, one word, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code couchguy, all one word, and lowercase. Guys, I'm not about. I'm not here trying to tell you guys to use something that doesn't work. It's an amazing product. I've already gotten a few of my friends to buy the shit. They love it. Manscaped again. Code word couch guy. And you know what? While you're at it, you guys, if you guys use it, send Jared and your D- his DMs are open. Send just send J- Jared images of your nuts after you shave. Please do. I'll see them right to Nick. We can all we're share here them for, and talk. We're here for the sales. Just send Jared images of your balls, freshly shaved. Still some more Patriots news. Again, Couch Guys Sports Podcast brought to you by Manscaped. Patriots lose to the Chiefs. Still the number two seed, luckily, because the Bills lost 
to the Ravens. The Bills put up a pretty good fight against the Ravens, though. It almost looked like the Bills were going to beat the Ravens, which was not good for the Patriots because I did not have any faith in this game on Sunday. The story, though, from the game, so the Patriots lose 23-16. to Story from the game, other than Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend, the referees. Two oh. stories from this game. The referees in the offense. How much trust, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your trust in the offense? Oh, like zero. Actually, are, I'll give it a one because Brady exists, but like. So that's the that's the problem. I'm on the side, like I'm watching Brady closely every week now because I want to see if he's actually declining. I don't even think he's declining. I really don't. No, Part of the you, problem with Tom Brady is if the middle of your line is an issue, then your quarterback is a sitting duck. Tom Brady is a pocket, especially for a guy like Tom Brady who doesn't move well. He's a pocket passer. That's why if you got a guy like you had Nate Solder on the left side forever, he would let guy go through like a friggin' turnstile. You had Marshall Newhouse doing the same thing. There at least is a is a is a circle, a pocket that's created a little bit. If you have guys blitzing up the middle on you and they're getting right by James Ferentz, your third string center, and Shaq Mason, who's nowhere near the same guy that he used to be. Shaq Mason sucks now. I don't know what the hell happened to him. He was the highest paid guard in football. This guy stinks now. Then where's Brady going to go? He can't go anywhere. Yeah, and people were even looking at, like, look at the last play in the game, right? People were freaking out, and I was one of them. And you look at the situation, like, Jacoby Myers wide open over the middle, throws the ball to Edelman. You take a second look at it. The only reason why he missed Edelman, because that ball was underthrown, that last play that the Patriots had in the corner. If he's not falling away one foot because there's, like, 8,000 guys breaking through the offensive line, he has the more ability to lead Edelman and only get it, and he'll catch it that ball. Like yeah, Brady made, back foot. he was, and he's on his back foot a lot. Yeah, there are some throws that he missed. Like there was another one that Edelman he missed on on a crucial third down Not play. I think, no, it was, it was oh, actually, down. it was fourth down. That's a lie. It was fourth down. Like he had him open too. And it's, it, don't get me wrong, he's not as good as he once was, but we're not expecting him to be. But now he doesn't have trust in his receivers. And look, I'm not one to argue the receiver crap because look, he's one with a lot less. But. My bigger concern this, is this crew is exceptionally bad. Well, it's not even that they're bad. He has he, he why are they playing Jacoby Myers? He's dropped three times because you he, only have five guys. <laughs> yeah, playing, why is Nikhil Harry then not on the field? So you don't have is, any other options. Josh McDaniel throw, did say today that he's going to be playing Nikhil Harry more. Good, finally, because look, Jacoby Myers drops two, three passes. He, he was wide open on that last play. If if he threw the ball to the Myers and he actually caught it, he's at least at the first down marker, and then you have another chance. So. Oh. That shows right there. If Myers catches the other ball in the end zone, like there's, there's a reason why he didn't throw it to Myers. Shouldn't even be on the field. Myers wasn't even drafted. Like this is the way it doesn't make sense. They're drafting up plays for Myers. Sanu's barely getting thrown to, and neither is Myers. I mean, Harry's barely on the field. It's ridiculous the way they're doing this. And I don't put any of it on Brady because look, he's declined a little bit, but he doesn't trust his receivers because they can't catch the ball. I put more of this on McDaniels than anything else. And I, I've changed my tune on this entirely because I, I was one of the people who was like, okay, Tom Brady's finally declining, but what's he supposed to do? You look at this receiving core. You look at a guy like Jacoby Myers who is open. Ball hits him in the hands. He drops it. Your number one target and your real only consistently good target has been Julian Edelman. Mahab Sanu has been okay, but look, <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders. But Sanu's also barely getting the ball thrown to him. That's true, but I would have much rather had Emmanuel Sanders. Big Manny Sanders guy. I would have much rather the Patriots dealt away two draft picks to get Emmanuel Sanders on the You know what's crazy is the 49ers didn't want Sanders first either. Their top choice was Sanu. 
They want. So what happened? So the page no the Patriots overpaid to get Sanu. They paid more. They outbid. They outpid the 49ers because they both wanted Sanu first. Didn't happen. Manny Sanders goes to 49ers, and now him and uh, Debo Debo have been phenomenal. There's, and the Jimmy G is going to win a Super Bowl. The receiving core just has nothing. It is desolate. Like at least last season, when you had these same issues, you had Rob Gronkowski, and you, you he was a shell of himself at that point. But you still had Rob Gronkowski there. You had him as a run blocker. You had him to take away defenders because again, he was a shell of himself. But he still took away multiple uh, multiple defenders to watch him. What have Ben Watson's targets looked like? I haven't taken a deeper dive into this yet, but I Not feel much. like there. For He's someone old. that, but yeah, but look, he had success old in New Orleans with Drew Brees. Like you can still throw him the ball. You know, you know who is having a lot of success in the Jacob, team that he Jacob went to. Hol- Jacob Hollister. Jacob fucking Hollister. And me and you both liked him when he was here. Oh yeah, great guy. I like Jacob Hollister, and he is—he's become like one of Russell Wilson's favorite targets. He has more catches than all of our tight ends combined. Yeah, he's season. become one of Russell Wilson's targets. Poor Russell Wilson, by the way. He's not going to get that MVP because Lamar Jackson's just gone off. But Russell Wilson's been phenomenal this year. Russell Wilson's had a great year, and for, for a while he was—he was favored to win the MVP, and then Lamar Jackson was like, "Nah, I got that. <laughs> Hold my beer, bro. I'm gonna go." Uh... I'm going to go win this MVP trophy, running around like a little crazy man. But the offense, I don't even see it getting fixed. I don't. There's the reason one why and, team who can improve, it's Nikhil Harry, because you know what everybody else is at this point. And you, Isaiah Wynn, I love Isaiah Wynn. He's been okay. I mean, it's been better. You know, the, the only offensive lineman who's been great has been Joe Tooney. You know how you know Joe Tooney's been great? You never hear him. He's no. never spoken about. That's the more you hear offensive line true. names, the worse it gets, man. It's just the one thing that really pisses me off is the fact that, like, they're not even trying to run the ball. They can't. Their offensive but, line's not good. Yeah, but, like, when James White got more yeah, integrated in the next. game, when James White got more integrated second half, he looked better. Rex Burkhead's barely been touched. Why not let? Why not sit Sonny Michelle, who clearly can't play right now, and let what's-his-face play, the guy they just drafted? Um, Harris, I know what happened well, to him. Why is Damon Harris not playing? That guy like must you, suck. Like, why is he not in the game? Why is he not you playing? Drafted like, him for a reason, you drafted him pretty high too, didn't you? Yeah, like he, third round, pretty high, third round. Wait, knowing you had Sony Michelle, it was really high. Fourth and look, round? I, I'm not Case throwing in the, the towel on Sony Michelle. I'm not throwing in the towel on Sony Michelle yet. But if you drafted this dude, why is Rex Burkhead still on this team then? Like, you See, know, I'm somewhat backing out on Sony Michelle. And you know why? Because we talked about this a lot last year. He is so dependent on how the offensive line plays. If the offensive line plays great, then he plays great. If they're struggling like they have been all season, this guy has just been useless. He's been desperate. He's only, he's good, he's only good at like finding the holes. But like yeah. he can't make guys miss. He can't make his own plays. He's not he's not a top ten running back not in this league. At all. But it's it's just ridiculous that you're not giving this you're not giving anybody else a shot. You're just making Brady throw with a terrible offensive line. You have no time to throw the ball. And the only way that you're scoring is trick plays. It's ridiculous, and it's scary that that's the case. I, I look at this team, too, and, like, yeah, the blitz has been a problem. The offensive line sucks, but part of it's also what can the receivers do to get open because Brady's had the ball in his hands for a while. Like, we're used to seeing Brady th- quick throws, you know, quick slants to Edelman, Gronk, and those guys, well, obviously, when Gronk was here. And, like, that's what we're used to seeing in fast-paced offense. Brady's holding the ball a lot because guys aren't open or the guy that is open he doesn't trust. So this offense is three weeks, Nick. Cincinnati, home against Buffalo, which that game could be for the division. 
Um, yeah, it could be. And then home against Miami. Look, I think they win all three. I don't think they lose the division. But when was the last time we you had three weeks left in the season, Nick, and the division wasn't clinched yet? No, and a lot of people are comparing last season to this season. And while you that's, that's fine, season. yeah, your offense was better than was better last season. The offensive line last season was pretty damn good. Trent Brown as a left tackle. Remember, guys, after last season, Trent Brown got paid. Trent Brown, Trent Brown was so Trent Brown good. Was a massive animal. He Human got massive. paid. Trent Brown was great. Joe Tooney was great. David Andrews was great. David Andrews is such a big loss to this team. People did not realize at the time he is such a massive loss to this team. Marcus Cannon's taken a step back this year, but he was great last year. Shaq Mason was great last year. This offense, they had an offensive line last year. They had a decent receiving core. This year, there's no receiving. The running backs all stink. Your best running back is James White. James White's not a true running back. He's he catches passes. That's what he does. You know who had the second most rushing yards on on Sunday? Thomas Edward Brady. It was a great run. It was a great run. The second most. You know how many uh, uh, rushing yards James White had overall? Like 30. 33. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. Good job. It wasn't Sonny Michelle like five attempts on eight yards or something like that? or Whatever it was, it wasn't good. It and wasn't I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm sick of Sonny Michelle. I'm over him. I don't know if I'm there yet, but. I'm, I'm here. I'm there. I, I just this offense, just like the referees. Look, the referees were terrible. But we look at what the Patriots are doing. The defense hasn't even been as great as they were earlier in the year either. Like linebackers look slow. They, they've, they've kept you in games. Like to hold yeah. the Chiefs to I only mean, twenty three points is is good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, with twenty three points against the Chiefs, you probably should win that game, um, and you should have had a chance to win that game. Gave, um, the defense gave you a chance to win the game. Defense gave you a chance to win that game. Honestly, the offense did its job. They. They should have tied the game and gone to overtime. So, well, they did tie the game and go to overtime a couple times. Um, but it's ridiculous. I, look, I don't take anything in the next three weeks. I don't take stock in anything that happens in the next three weeks because the next three weeks should be a cakewalk. And that whole argument that we were, there was a lot of discussion at the start of the year. Is this team as good as we think they are? Is this defense as good as we think they are? Because they're not playing great competition. Well, the defense is still playing great. So one of the best, if not the best in the NFL. I think they've proven that. But the reason that like it looks like they've taken a step back is because they're playing legitimate competition. Now. Well, they went what they went what two and three in that five game stretch. Yeah. Um. In that, what Eagles, Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Ravens, and Chiefs. That five game yeah. stretch, they went two and three. Yeah, and the three teams that you lost to are probably the three teams you're going to have to go through to get to the Super Bowl. You lost to the other, you lost to the other three division leaders. Yeah. Yeah. You've proven that you're the fourth best team in the AFC. You've proven it. Like you shouldn't have lost to Houston, who puked on themselves to play Denver the week after. Uh, Ravens game, Ravens are really good. And the Chiefs, you, I mean, I think they're better than the Chiefs. I do. Um, I this, do, too. This, ga- this, ga- this game was kind of a crapshoot. I think if it does happen where it all pans out right as it is now and the Chiefs come back to Foxborough for the division round, oof, um, they probably win that game. And then they play the Ravens on the road, they probably lose. So Now, real quick before we switch over, we're, we're going to wrap it up in the next 10 the referees in this game. Oh, just garbage. Hot trash. Disgusting. The worst officiated game I've ever seen in my life. It's not even close. So it was so, it was so just bad. Nick. Just, just before we go over it, it was so bad that they are now contemplating and they, they made the NFL has made a statement saying that they are going to look into all things officiating come the offseason, including the people who run the review um, 
like room in New York, meaning that dude's out of a job. Um, it was that bad this weekend with the Patriots game specifically that that is now said they had to make a statement saying they are going to look at all things officiating come the offseason. And the problem was when you when when that game when the game was happening and I saw the, all of this unfolding, the thought was if they lose by a touchdown, this is going to look so much worse. And they lost by a touchdown. The oh, Stephon Gilmore so scoop in potential score, Travis Kelsey fumble. Stephon Gilmore picks it up, starts running. The 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 ref blows the whistle, which at this point they're told not to fucking do, Jared. They're told not to do that. They've been Let told him multiple score. times. Too. If he scores, you automatically review it. You will know at that point. If he doesn't score, let the Chiefs review. That one or challenge. That was not as egregious to me because it was so it was so bang bang though. So okay. I, and look, I don't think he would have sco- I don't think he would have scored that anyway. No, Tyreek Tyree Hill, was right, Tyree Hill was right there, dude. You don't run out. You don't outrun Tyreek Hill. But then the Nikhil Harry one is the most disgusting one. Look at this. Look at this. Nikhil Harry. So video, you guys can see it now because we're on YouTube. Tell your friends, subscribe. Look at Boom. This. How much space <laughs> there is. So much grass. So Nikhil Harry makes a great play. Like that's being the 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 great play that he made is just completely being overshadowed. He made a phenomenal play, made it to the corner, scored. Referees confer. Jared, they fucking got together. They got together. And we're like, is this a touchdown? No, I think let's so. call no. it out. If it scores, and if it's a touchdown, it automatically gets reviewed. If you stepped out, you got the pylon cam literally watching that. And I'm so sick of this bullshit excuse. You heard it that night, too. Oh, he was blocked out by the tacklers. Oh, he couldn't see. There, I tweeted it out last night because I was watching the highlights. This referee, this old-ass referee, is maybe five feet away, staring right at Nikhil Harry's foot. Right at Nikhil Harry's foot. The fact that they took that off the board, didn't call it a touchdown, knowing that the Patriots didn't have a challenge knowing that it would be automatically reviewed if they called it a touchdown is egregious. It's disgusting. The Jerome Booger boom roasted needs to be fired. That whole crew needs to be fired. The worst part about the Nikhil Harry thing is if you watch the replay, the, the, the ref that's towards the goal line at the end zone was so adamant blowing the whistle, pointing to the spot where supposedly Nikhil yeah. Harry stepped out about. He was coming in bull rushing no 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 no. he stepped out he stepped out like i'm like okay maybe he did like he was that adamant that i believed him initially because we didn't see it at that point yet i actually was like oh crap did he actually step out well okay let's see it we'll look and then you look at the replays i'm like wait okay let's call that a touchdown let's review that let's come back there's got to be someone else to talk this dude some sense like he was so adamant about it but again the picture that everyone sees with the ref behind the keel harry that wasn't the guy that called him out initially that was no. the second guy that, and they he went to talk, that he went and talked to. So he should have gone and said, hey, I think we might want to call this a touchdown because he looked like he was in, and we want to make sure, and the Patriots don't have any challenges, so let's just go look at it. He dove and got into the pylon. As soon as he does that, no matter what the outcome you think is, call it a touchdown, review it. Worst case, you're dead wrong, and it gets flipped. And at this point, it, no one would care because that's what the – pretty much standing procedure is at this point is what it's supposed to be. So if that just, if they just do what they're supposed to do, call that a touchdown Patriots kick a field goal at the end of that game, instead of having to bull rush twice to try to get in, make a terrible throw, 
whatever it may be, your tie game going in overtime. Not saying they would have won, but tie game going in overtime, I, I like the Patriots' odds there, especially with the way they were playing at the end of that game. So we don't sit here and tentatively say, like, hey, the refs cost the game, like, actually cost you the game. This time, the refs actually might have cost the Patriots a football game. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, they they at least took away. It was a good game overall. They took away an overtime, a good overshadowed well, probably a really, been a they, good overtime. Well, they overshadowed a really good game anyway. Yeah. Like, it was a really good football game, refs aside. It was back and forth. It was tight most of it. At the beginning, the Patriots tend, got away from what they were doing well. But, look, it was a really good football game, and it's getting overshadowed because the refs are boneheads and can't play, can't do their job. And then on top of all that, Philip Dorsett just gets tackled at the yep. five with the pass coming coming in. And now we're not even talking about it. You know why? Because someone claimed the Patriots are cheating again. Yep. Like I yep. guarantee you, the Bengals went. Oh, you want you want me to uh, help cover this? I'm one, I have one win, but I can be relevant right now. Let me claim the Patriots are cheating because I know they are up there this week and they're blaming the refs for wins at which they were wrong. So let's just uh, let's just call them cheaters again and we'll forget about the refs. Or Goodell went ring ring. Did you happen hey, to? Hey Cincinnati, um, I'm gonna send a guy there. He's gonna be wearing a Bruins jacket. Can you, uh, can you accuse him of filming the sideline? I'm going to have him with a camera. He's going to be facing the sideline. You'll have he's the gonna video footage. He's going to actually film the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. About eight minutes in, go tell somebody. They'll come over. They'll pull him out. Nobody's going to be talking about the refs anymore. Okay? Yeah, thanks. Click. Speaking of which, this guy did an interview on camera, too. The, the, the camera guy they caught, I would love to. I need to see the interview. Yeah. Then again, I also needed to see the Robert Kraft um Massage parlor one. Never fun, saw that. Fun. You wanted to see the funsies. Oh, I absolutely. I was all in. I was not one of these bozos who was like, oh, no, I wouldn't watch it. I was going to watch the fuck out of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Rapid fire real quick. Red Sox winter meetings. There's some decent news coming out of it. So the biggest story with the Red Sox is offseason is that they want to dip below the $208 million threshold. It's, uh, it would reset their luxury taxes. And I haven't gotten a chance to read it, but Alex Spear of the Boston Globe, who I would love to get on here, he kind of he, he wrote an article today where he breaks down what the Red Sox uh, punishments, what their, what their taxes would be if they do not hit this. Basically why they want to get back under $208 million. It resets everything if they do that this year. Right now, their total payroll is at $211 million. So it's it's actually much more feasible than I thought. Brian O'Halloran today, though, he, he made it sound... So at the start in November, when Sam Kennedy first kind of broke this, he made it sound like it was it was more... They're going to they're going to really try hard for this. Not a mandate, like he said, not a necessity, but he's going to do they're going to do everything they can to do it. Now, Brian O'Halloran, the Red Sox GM today, comes out and basically makes it sound like it's really not that necessary. So he's talking to MLB, uh, MLB Network Radio. I guess they have a channel on um, Sirius that no one listens to yep. on Sirius. There's so many channels in series. I would love to see if they got like five listens. Well, they might because, well, we mean series in general, or the MLB channel. The series in general. Oh well, they have actually, you know what? So. Doesn't doesn't Chris Mad Dog Russo have one? On yeah. Well, they, and they have bar, they have Barstool too. So yeah. Well, that's true. I, I, there are some like I mean, friggin' uh, Stern's still on there. Um, <laughs> Stern is never leaving there. I know. So Halloran said this today, uh, per Nick Qualia's article on clnsmedia.com but our owners made it clear that we would love to get under the cbt the competitive balance tax threshold if possible that's a goal of ours but we're not going to do it at the expense of not putting the team on the field that our fans deserve 
So that that kind of calmed me down a little bit because my whole concern is these guys are just going to sell off everybody, and then all of a sudden this team's not going to be competitive. It, it I was like, are these guys lying? Like, are they gonna are they gonna dump the salary to the point where they're not going to be competitive anymore, and they're just telling us that they're going to be competitive? Well, we'll see. The interview he he talked about how winning is priority number one. We'll see if they stick to that. But I'm very interested to see how they maneuver this. With well, that Jackie Bradley, Price Jr. now. Jackie Bradley Jr. is being shopped actively this week. He'll never get traded. He'll never get traded. He's estimated to make $11 million this year. So if that's the case, I mean, then they've got $8 million to play with. I wouldn't hate it. I've been wanting him to trade him forever. But, but then I mean, who do you fill in there? I'll believe the trade market. When, but see, the thing is, you can't trade Jackie Bradley and then say trade Jay Ben Attendee in a David Price deal. You can't trade both of them. No, and then no, lose no, no, Mookie no, no. Best the year after. Because that's what they're also talking about. Potentially, like, if you trade David Price, which is also on the table, teams are interested, right? Anaheim might lose Cole if that's the case. They're going to want him. Do you eat the salary, right? Which you don't want to do as a team right now, apparently. Or do you add a player like Ben Attendee of value to the trade to finish that with, say, the Angels? There's a lot of moving pieces, and I'd rather them trade Ben Attend. I mean, uh, Bradley, but I'll I'll believe that when they actually see it. I just saw your tweet. Tom Brady passing the best buddies' torches at another sign of him out the door after this season. Just, just you on the fire, baby. <laughs> no, but David Price. I mean, that was another. That was another somebody else I wanted to talk about here real quick. So with the report this week from Jeff Passan that now MLB executives are saying that it's unlikely. It sounds like that the Red Sox are going to deal Mookie Betts. Which is fine. I was I was actually totally okay with the Patriots trading Mookie Betts. I really was. I think it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a smart move. He's I don't think he's going to sign back here. It's the so, quick way to save money and fuel prospects. It's really it was a no brainer. I I'm all I'm all for it if they change their mind and do it. Right. It, well, that's something else Brian O'Halloran says. He says if they do end up trading Mookie Betts this offseason, it's going to be good for the Red Sox because they're going to get a hell of a haul for him. Yeah. But that's the only way that you do it is if you get a I think hell of a I think they're taking calls. I think they're behind the scenes. I think they're just trying to keep it super hush and tell people they're not. But they're taking phone calls. Someone's going to call with a grandfather offer, and that, like the Braves, for example. Like Someone's going to call, offer him a bunch of money and picks and all this stuff. And you know what? They might just take it. And if that's the case, they don't trade David Price. So I don't know. I'm almost more inclined. For, I'd rather them trade Mookie Betts than David Price. They need the pitching. Well, so David Price or Nathan Evaldi? I mean, to trade those, Nathan are, Evaldi, those, are the, those are the two arms that they're apparently searching to move instead of Mookie. Yeah, but who's going to actually move? It's going to be Price. No one's taking Evaldi. Nobody's taking two double Tommy John Evaldi. No, but if, no, I, no, no. if I had to choose, though, I mean, I would still choose David Price just because it's 31. It's 30. Now it's, now it's thirty two million dollars over the next three seasons. That's a lot of money to, to be committed to to a guy who's been having some health issues. And if you do trade him, you're not going to be moving the entire salary. You're going to have to eat some of it. But I would be fine with unloading that contract. you got to get some pitching in here, man. you you're, you got nothing. Hey, Wade Miley's still out there, baby. Give me some Wade Bring back Miley. the mullet. Dude, give me Travis Shaw, man. Travis Shaw's still out there. I don't Travis Shaw. Did you, did you look at his numbers from last year? They weren't good. 157. They weren't good. <laughs> they weren't. What's his face? Like, I was semi with you, but then I looked at his numbers. I was like, all right, I'm fucking out. Yeah, I didn't realize how bad his numbers were, so I looked at them, and I went, oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's talks and, about what's-his-face um, getting an early early call-up. It's uh, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck. I, yeah, uh, 
They might have. They might do that just for a cheap option at first base. Because yeah, they like, don't. Mitch Moreland's gone. Steve Pierce is effectively retired. retired. He just he basically no, he retired retire. last year. Yeah. Um, when he just didn't show up and didn't play. Um, but they might need a first baseman. I think Michael Chavis has proven himself. He can be a fine second baseman. If you could put Bobby Dahlbeck at first base, he's got to improve on his average. But I think that would be absolutely fine. Marco Hernandez also another option at second base. Brock Holt, who knows where he's gonna go? He's gonna. He's not. He might be a Yankee. Um, I'd puke. There's no way. I don't know if he'd even say yes to it. He'd be like, eh, I'll find somewhere else to play. There's no chance. I'm not putting Griff Holt in a uh, Yankees (laughs) t-shirt. Thanks very much. Look, I wouldn't hate Marco Hernandez playing second base if Chavis gets to play first. Um, You can't bench the ice horse. You can't do it. No, I think he's he's absolutely starting. Yeah, 100%. He's starting. I mean, he was mostly starting this year. Um, I wouldn't hate uh, Marco Hernandez Chavis right side of the infield. I wouldn't mind that if you don't if you don't think Dahlbeck's ready and you don't want to push it with like a free agent guy because you need a lot more help than your defense. All right, my throat's gas. Okay, Pedroia's not coming back either. That's done with. Well, that's another that's another huge option here. If no, David, not, if if, if doesn't back. no well if he doesn't decide to retire, that's thirteen million more on the books. He needs to retire. But if he so does retire, that's $13 million off the books. Helps the Red Sox out a lot. Heim Bloom needs to sit Pedroia down and go, hey, man, this town loves you. You need to retire. Hey, man, get the fuck out of here. You have $13 million tied to your name. It could really help the team. You're not coming back. We know that. You can stay on as like a coach. We'll cut you down. We just can't. You need to retire. <laughs> just beg him, please. You just need to walk away, man. Please. <laughs> we'll give you whatever you want outside of the $13 million. Just... Because you have to come off the books. Just leave. Oh, we'll pay you the, how about this? We'll pay you the thirteen million, Dustin. We'll pay you the third, but it's going to be as a coach, not on the player salary. Great. I would love. I would love to see him come back and be successful. As a second baseman, he can't do it. He's done. Well, I mean, I know, but I'm saying hypothetically, if he if he did, I would love to see that. If he comes back, then please da- trade David Price because those two together are not good for the locker room. Yeah. Okay. Bye. You know what I got a gripe with? Restaurants that serve chips. Instead of fries. Oh, I wait. get a gripe with that. They don't. There's, there's not. There's not a choice. Do they just serve chips? Oh, fucking place down the street from me. Just opened recently. Boy, Went they there like for that. the first time on Saturday. Place is packed all the time. Wildly, wildly busy. Was I ordered my sandwich. Besides I the chips, I got potato chips. Was it good food? They're like homemade potato chips. Yeah, the sandwich was. Fine, oh, then don't like, be hating on the homemade potato chips. No, I was. Give me French fries. Give me an option at least. I'll pay an extra dollar. Yeah, it's where they don't give you an option. Yeah, bullshit about that. Bullshit. If you don't serve French fries with your food, I'm gonna be rattled. Rattled. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number one hundred thirty-seven. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally, producer Patty P, making it sound good. Guys, remember this podcast brought to you by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code COUCHGUY, all one word, for 20% off and free shipping. Get their incredible products, including ball deodorant, ball cream, helps you not chafe. Plenty of phenomenal stuff in that package. Also, Seated, the best reservations app in the game. Use it when you go to Boston. Coming soon to Providence, to our local listeners. And use our link in the description for that. Guys, helps out the show, and it also helps you out because you get rewarded when you sign up. Again, Nick Qualia, Jared Scally, guys, 
rate and subscribe iTunes. We're now on Spotify as well. And we're also on SoundCloud. And then subscribe, rate and subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And just spread the good word of the CouchCast Sports Podcast. We're going up. I don't look at the numbers much. We're going up, apparently, every quarter. Keep it going. You guys are awesome. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. Keep it going. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode 137 in the books. Guys, we're going to be back next week. Me, Jared Scally, producer Patty P. Guys, thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. Done, bitch. Done. Lock it in. Really fucking good show. Lock it in. Felt really good about that show.